Tailgater Sports. That is right. It's another episode of Tailgater Sports, everybody. And I hope you can smell it. It's the smell of fresh cut grass across the United States. I'll explain a little bit more in a second. My name is Eric Roberts. You may have heard me referred to as Nick Soundwave on Menace's What's New podcast or maybe even The Woody Show. It doesn't matter what you call me. I'm just glad you're here to listen to another episode of Tailgater Sports. With me, I have two fine gentlemen. The first one, he is a Green Bay Packers fan and an Anaheim Ducks fan. Oh, yeah. He is Randy. He's all over the Woody Show podcast network. He's all over the Woody Show. How you doing, Randy? What's up? I'm happy to be here and happy to talk sports. And the third guy of our trio, he's our punching bag. He absorbs body blow after body blow. He is an Anaheim Angels fan and a Los Angeles Kings fan. And he sweats out mayonnaise. And he sweats out a little bacon grease here and there. His name is Tyler. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great. Nothing wrong with a little bacon grease that makes for, you know, good cooking material. Hey, everybody loves bacon, man. So if, I guess in a way, people love you. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I mentioned it on in the intro there, guys. Yes, there is going to be a baseball season. Ugh. We're going to dive into a little bit about what that means. But first, I went to the gym yesterday, guys. What? Nice. I still exist. I went to the gym for the first time in, what, four, four and a half months since the shutdown? I got an email yesterday from my gym telling me that they're going to start unfreezing people and start charging them. So they're like, look, unless you start going to the gym, dude, we're going to start charging you. So the ball's in your court. Right. Yeah. So things are opening up. I I go to 24-hour fitness. Um, I don't know what gyms you guys go to. I go to to. Blink. I do Blink. So, yeah, I think most are kind of starting up with kind of, you know, their own... restrictions you know yeah. so here's here's what i went through through mine right so it was all touchless entry we had to reserve an hour-long window and each hour-long window is separated by 30 minute windows how do you check in do you have to check in on your phone on your phone yeah your apps registered really? to your account oh, okay. and you just walked up and this guy was like okay click check in showed him my picture popped up on my screen and we were there i worked out for about okay 55 of the hour window they gave us a 10 minute warning said hey wrap up your stuff and get out and after that, there's a 30-minute clean session and another hour reservation window open up for the next people to come in. I kind of like that. It was interesting. It I, sounds pretty good. I got to say, I saw more cleaning spray and paper towels used yesterday mm-hmm. than I have in my entire life at the gym. Now, was uh, was it was it hard to get a reservation or no? No, it, it was me and my fiance both got it. So that was two of, I mean, it was it was a little crowded because I think... You know, obviously, everybody who wants to go is kind of restricted to certain time frames. Yeah. And it was the first. I went to the Burbank Empire Center. Yeah. So it's the first one locally to open up. So I think you got a lot of Glendale bleed over, a lot of Valley bleed over. For what it was, if you didn't tell me it was COVID induced and you and people weren't wearing masks, I wouldn't have second thought that. Really? Yeah. It was. So there know, was still a decent amount of people. Good there. amount of people. You know, there was two ellipticals or treadmills between everyone being used. So okay. there's a little elbow room on oh, those, right. which is okay, good. Okay, okay. There was still a decent amount of room between, you know, like your uh, your bench presses, your wire yeah. machines, stuff like that. Because I know some gyms aren't doing the reservation thing. Like my, my gym, I haven't heard anything regarding reservation. It's just sort of, I guess you show up pretty much. Yeah. I'm probably going to check it out yeah. for work today. Yeah, I'm actually looking up my gym right now because I go to Planet Fitness and it doesn't look like there's any type of reservation whatsoever. You just have to check in on your phone. And you just show up. That's that's what I'm seeing right here. Have you ever set off the grunt alarm at Planet Fitness, Tyler? I have not, but to be no, it's honest, the, it's that the, is a huge that is a huge pet peeve of mine. It's I the hate lunk alarm when people grunt. Alarm. Yeah, it is called the lunk alarm. That's right. I hate when people grunt. I just I mean, if you grunt a little bit because something's heavy, I get that. That's fine. But it's when you're overusing the grunt to the point where it just sounds like a painful sex noise. It's just really <laughs> weird. And I, I'm it's weird man i never notice the grunts because i have headphones in and i'm right. playing music and i think that's the re- the reason why i'm not uh, completely opposed to the way the gyms are now is basically that it's sort of the ideal dream and scenario to work out and not be bugged and be private you know right. like the reason why i wear headphones is not only because i like listening to music when i lift weights and i work out i don't want people to bug me mm-hmm. and i don't want to hear people grunting i don't want to hear people talking so the idea of like there being separation in gyms or there being, you know, dividers or whatever they're yeah. talking about or barriers. Like, I don't mind that. And if anything, it makes me feel more inclined to go to the gym. Right. So, like, my the free weight section at 24 was still pretty crowded. You I would know, imagine. You got a lot of people crossing paths, a lot of people trying to find their next machine. Because that's something that I, I felt with the whole hour window thing yeah. was that people were, were speeding. There was no longer there was no longer people sitting on the machine, scrolling through Instagram or taking a selfie, sending out a tweet about being there. 
you have an hour, so you got to get in and get your stuff done. But so, doesn't that sound sort of attractive, though? Dude, I'm telling you, it was it was quick. It was convenient. I was never waiting for a machine because everybody was always moving, you know? Yeah. If you, you were standing there, okay, a machine opened up over there because they're continuing to move because they're in the same boat as you. They have an hour to get it done, and it's, you know, quick, quick, quick. Right. Back to Tyler going to Planet Fitness. One more question yeah. about Planet Fitness, all right? Have you ever gotten pizza on their Pizza Fridays yeah. or Pizza Wednesdays? I've seen videos I, of it. It's like folklore to me because I've never actually seen it in person. Yeah, the one opened up, re, uh, not even recently, I think maybe two, three years ago, not too far from here, so maybe like a mile and a half from here. Yeah. And I signed up for it because I saw, oh, 10 bucks a month? I'm down, let's do mm -hmm. it. And then I kept hearing rumors of, oh, there's pizza, there's pizza, oh, Tootsie Rolls, Tootsie Rolls. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Apparently, that's a big thing. So, Have I've, you ever gotten the pizza, Tyler? Apparently, it is a big thing, and I am actually very proud to say that I have never once touched a piece of their pizza, and I have never once grabbed a Tootsie Roll on my way out. It's I just, the only thing I bring in on my way in is water, and that's the only thing I take out is water. I just find it so funny that a gym provides pizza, regardless right. of what the reason is, just a gym providing it's, you with anything. It's so funny to see, because if you Google or YouTube, whatever... yeah. Planet Fitness Pizza. There's one video that I always see come up. It's like, you know, a bigger, heavier set guy on like a back extension machine, just straight up munching on a piece of pizza while mid-workout. And it's it's insane to see almost. It's a ploy to make sure that you never leave. It's a, yeah. a never-ending circle. Oh. I, you know how long, you know how hard it was to get 24 to give us towels? And then the last minute they're like, oh, hey guys, we're not giving you towels anymore, but we're still going to charge you as much as we've been charging yeah. you. Oh, but if you want a towel, five bucks, we'll give you a towel. Oh, yeah. So silly. So we kind of touched on it, you know, it being a kind of a fast paced thing at 24 because of this hour long reservation thing. Mm -hmm. But I think in the long run, you know, if I get a little more elbow room on my treadmill, on my elliptical, wherever I'm at, I don't see that as too big of a problem. You keep people moving from machine to machine. I honestly don't see that as a problem. Yeah. So if this is how everything's going to go from here on out at the gym, it's really going to eliminate some of the biggest pet peeves I had at the gym. If COVID is... The reason yeah. for groups of three or more guys working out together to never happen again because there's not enough room. Thank God. I would be so happy. It's a godsend. If COVID is the reason people start wiping down the machines after every usage, if I get a cleaner gym out of this. There's good out of this. There's good out of this. Like really remember, remember when they talked about how the airlines were still trying to run with all this craziness going down? People were talking about how. This is the cleanest planes have ever been. Right. Because nobody would take their job seriously or nobody would do the due diligence and do their work. Now it's like, hey, guys, if anything goes wrong in these gyms, we are 100% liable for a lawsuit. Right. Clean your stuff. We got to be on top of this. Everything is re-racked every hour and a half. Everything is wiped down completely every hour and a half. You got people moving constantly. You got people not sitting and taking up machines, sending out a yeah. tweet or their last selfie. The most annoying thing that I've taken out of all this, though, is that this is really, this is essentially the bare minimum when it comes to doing cleanliness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, hey, wipe these things down. Right. Do this stuff. If you're going to work here, you have to do these things because these tasks are necessary in order to maintain a clean gym. And suddenly people are praising people. They're like, oh, <laughs> check it out. The such and such gym is, uh, is, is going the extra mile to make sure they're wiping down everything. I'm like, weren't they already supposed to be doing <laughs> right. that? It's like the... Um uh, there was a Domino's or a, a pizza. It was, I think it was a Domino's commercial that was going on through all this yeah. COVID stuff. Nobody will touch your pizza once it leaves the oven. It's our promise. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like, thanks. Thanks for not fingering my food on the or, drive or over. It's, like, it's, what the it's, hell? It's like when food comp It's like when companies or restaurants they'll, they'll they'll run an ad and they'll be like fast and quick delivery. I'm like, oh no, thanks. As opposed to what slow and and steady. No, this is basically like someone who's lactose intolerant announcing to the world hey guys you know how it's always a bitch for us to go out to get food because i have to run to the restroom every five minutes well i'm not eating any more dairy oh thanks thanks yeah thanks. as you should have been from the beginning thanks guys it only took a pandemic to get this thanks. initiated I, I can tell you multiple times and i'm not going to say the gyms but i can tell you multiple times where i can recall going to a gym to work out and getting distracted not by not by a chick with a hot bod not by something going on oh no <laughs> By a massive roach scurrying across the floor. <laughs> I'm like, are we not taking care of this stuff? Like, what's going on here? So, I mean, I'm, I'm even myself already. I'm sort of just like a, a glass half full kind of guy. So, I, I'm taking the positive out of this, which is what Eric just mentioned. Hey, the gyms are back and they're cleaner than ever. So, I'll take it. I have a question. Okay, so you know how restaurants have the food grade letter system? Like when you walk up to a restaurant, right. there's usually like the letter A or something like that. Are gyms required to have that? And if the answer is no, 
shouldn't we probably make that a law or something you know, like that's that? That's a good point, man. That's, that's especially after point, COVID, actually. because I'm thinking about it. Like the, it has to do with health and fitness. So I'd have to imagine that the health inspector has to show up once in a while just well, to make sure everything's good. Especially if there's uh, showers and you know, like uh, real, like huge size bathrooms in the gym. I mean, you have to check the stuff I out. I did think about that walking out as you know they gave me the 10 minute warning and was kind of ushering everybody out so they could yeah. wipe down the the place before the next reservation window. I did think, who's kind of checking this? Like, are, is there somebody watching these, you know, like there were 20 something kids at this 24 I went to. Who's watching this and making sure this was up and, to health code specifics? And the thing too, you got to think about it is human nature. We're, whenever something goes down or transpires, we're all about it. We're dedicated. We're on the ball. Yeah. And then slowly as time progresses, inevitably, we just kind of wander off. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how long this is even going to last either. Hey, man, I worked at a gym at my school for three years. You only wiped down the, the mats when the boss walked by. And then you played uh, it off like you wiped it down every other time. And then all uh, of a sudden, so your re-racks re happen less. Your countings turn from walking the floor to just kind of eyeballing it from yeah. our desk. I think most people who go to gyms know gyms before COVID weren't the cleanliest places in the world. Like, I definitely probably won't be showering in a gym anytime soon. I was definitely a gym before work shower guy in the past. Mm -hmm. I didn't go into the bathroom when I was there. I brought my own two water bottles. So my contact was limited as much as it could when I was there. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, you never know what's going oh. down around you. Want to know another silver lining of all this that's been going down? No more old man wieners in the locker Dude. room. Dude. No more floppy old man wieners because <laughs> old people can't figure out how to reserve a Bro, spot on the app, I'm sure. Is there a certain age that you just uh, switch just flips in your mind and you're like, all right, it's time I'm the old man in the locker room that's just going to let my junk hang out and yeah. just be in there an absurd amount of time. Like he's not even getting dressed anymore. He's just standing in the room naked. I get frustrated because it's like you're telling me this 65 year old man can swim 10 <laughs> laps in under an hour. But it takes him 15 minutes to change out of his shorts into something else. It always, Come on, bro. Always talking to somebody. Uh, always. Always talk to somebody. Always. Dude, I, I walked into a gym once, and there was a guy, an old man, sitting bare ass, no uh, towel, man. no towel on the bench. Nope. That's bare enough. ass, bro, eating a sleeve of Chips Ahoy. No. Eating a sleeve of Chips Ahoy. No. Just bare ass in the locker room, just now, enjoying his cookies. Now, uh, look, I, I will I will say the locker room is a private area. What you do is your thing, whatever. But at the same time, it's pretty obvious the common person, the, the majority of the people who are doing these things are just old people. They don't care. They just, they don't care. Hey, I just don't understand the, the thought process. There's something. I saw a dude with a full-blown Jamba Juice fruit bar, basically, oh in one God. of the corners where you hair dry your where you blow dry your hair after the shower yeah he had fruit he had more fruit more fruit and a blender you know the more we talk about this i'm more surprised that a pandemic didn't start at a gym <laughs> like the an more, outbreak of something oh, didn't uh, wasn't dude. caused at a gym the more we talk about this the more i realize we really need uh the same type of grading system that restaurants have in front of the gym because that's just nasty man but no i'm i'm more surprised that nobody's created like an app or something i mean you have yelp but yelp is yelp doesn't really applicable when it comes to things that aren't necessary right. or that aren't just food i'm surprised they don't have an app that uh that gives like certain grades for gyms around the area that'd yeah. be kind of ideal. i mean outside of just yelp reviews on of gyms yeah. like that's what i would look into when i would go to a new gym or like what am i going into kind of thing right but then again you go into the gym and you kind of just deal with it you know because you're yeah. usually just trying to work out you're not you're there for out. cleanliness you yeah. just want to and, lift your weights and go home and before now i would see dudes and you would walk away from a, a they would walk away from an elliptical and it looked like it just poured rain oh, onto this machine that. or there's that's a gross. puddle there's a puddle below a bench and they would just walk away <sighs> and i'm telling you if covid eliminated that like randy said Glass half full. Glass half if full. If we get cleaner gyms out of this. No old man wieners. No small dog sized roaches running around. I'm no groups of six meatheads together oh, just God. posing in front of a, a bench together. No no groups of people who remember each other from high school vaguely because they had a class together <laughs> saying hi to one another and taking up the bench. Then yeah, I'm No all old men sitting butt naked eating sleeves of Chips Ahoy <laughs> in the locker room. Please, my Lord, get that out of here. Oh, my. Dude, I just can't. Uh, uh, woo. Glass okay. half full. Yeah, glass half full, people. Thank <laughs> you, thank you, COVID, for cleaning up our gyms. And if you guys can think of any kind of gym etiquette rules you want to instill on the post-COVID life at the gym, tag us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Roberts11, at Hey It's Randall with one L, and at Tyler the Board Up on Twitter. Tag us. Let us know what you want to see in the gym, or actually what you want to see removed from the gym in post-COVID life. All right, guys. 
We teased it in the beginning after what seemed like an eternity of back and forth negotiations, a pissing contest between uh. two sides, the highest of high stakes chicken being played between the MLBPA and Rob Manfred and the league and the owners. It seems like, again, this seems like, again, I, I'm nervous about even giving this an attention because I've denounced it how many times before, but it seems like we will have a 60 game MLB season. I want to clap for it. Should we clap for it? I'm nervous about clapping. I'm for not it. clapping. I mean, give it the golf I'm clap, maybe. Yeah, until I see something set in stone. Even if something is set in stone, I'm not clapping my hands. Right, because here's the thing. It's looking pretty solid that we're going to have a 60-game season. But the reason that we are having a 60-game season is still because Rob Manfred basically pulled out his trump card and said, hey, we're having a 60-game season. There's like some legality, you know, and whatever. Yeah. I, I don't want to jump into legal terms. We're not going to go over the entire negotiation process because that's all boring stuff. And it's really just going to piss me off again. But yeah. Rob Manfred basically pulled out his... I'm the owner card. There's some kind of, you know, footnote somewhere that says I can instill a season. It's going to be 60 games. And it looks like the MLBPA is going to accept it. They have until July 1st. I think it's going to be to um, get to their home stadiums for spring training camp. And then the season would start around the end of July and end around the end of September. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about this, guys? We've ripped it apart a couple times now on each of the last few episodes. I'm so tired of it. I hit the point where just tell me when and where and tell me when the first pitch will be thrown. I don't care until then. I'm not even that big of a baseball fan. I'm going to go ahead and start off my input by saying that first and foremost. I have been stated multiple times on the Woody Show as being that one Dodger fan who only likes to be a Dodger fan when the Dodgers are doing good. That's not true. I just don't care enough for baseball to memorize that there's so many goddamn games in a season. Right. When there, should there be this many games? I don't know. That's just one of the many things that angers me about Major League Baseball, about this the utter sheer ridiculousness about how it, it seems like things are tradition and they can't be moved. The MLB has been plagued by a, I don't want to use the word parasite because that's rude, but the MLB has been plagued by a, nu a nuisance since January 25th of 2015. Tyler, do you know what happened on that day? Uh, Rob Manfred. Became Rob Manfred became the commissioner of the MLB. <laughs> now, time and time again, the MLB has shown us that they're too, their heads are too far up there, you know, where the sun doesn't shine, that they can't think of things logically and, and just and use their brains for a second. This is the only sport in professional sports that follows tradition more than logic. And I do not understand it. It's like you guys have had the most dedicated fans just begging for something. In essentially a post-apocalyptic world, people just want that one thing to look forward to, that one thing to make them happy. People love going to the ballpark. They love watching their team. There are even Miami Marlins fans out there, and those people want to go watch their team play. And instead, all we get is this slapdick exhibition from owners, from from just the, the, the league, and all it did is just show how little they care, or what it seems like, how little they care about the fans. Because the fans don't want a lot. Let's be honest here. When it comes to sports, what's probably the most affordable sport to go watch, Tyler? Uh, probably baseball. Probably baseball. If your team's doing good, you can snag a decent seat for maybe $50, $50, 50 bones. That's not too bad, considering 50 bucks will let you into the parking lot of an NFL game. Right. If your team's doing bad, even better. I remember spending 3 bucks for nosebleeds once. I didn't care. I went to the ballpark. I watched the game. I drank a beer. I had a hot dog. I went home happy. Whatever. Mm, hot dogs. But my thing is, though... It's just the MLB seems like they have their heads so far up their ass that it's just it's tradition over logic. And it absolutely irritates me. And the, and the thing that really drives me up a wall, too, is us as fans. They know they have us by the nuts. They know they do, because five weeks into the season, we're just going to forget about the absolute issue they drug us through just so we can get a goddamn game and a goddamn season. That Now, as a Dodgers fan, I can rightfully say that the MLB did nothing to punish the Red Sox. They did nothing to punish the Asterisks, and it just it irritates the ever-living hell out of me. Look, let's pretend the MLB is a house, and in order to get the season started is a house. And in order for the season to happen, you need you need to do some landscaping. The grass is, the grass is too long. Some things need to be shredded out. Now you hear the commissioner and all these all these airheads come out and say, hey guys, guess what? After weeks and weeks of talking, we've decided that we need to cut the grass. Wow, congrats. It seems like we've made zero progress whatsoever. And that's exactly where we are with this season. Just it, the whole BS of, hey, we're just going to impose a season. Why didn't you just do that from the start? 
Like, I do not understand it. As somebody who's not even that much of a baseball fan, I do not understand why it is we danced in circles only to get to the same exact spot that we started at. I don't get it. Ah, whatever. That may have been the most passionate I know. Randy uh, speech I've because ever heard. Because it's stupid, That was like dude. three minutes of like an actual coherent thought by it's, Randy. It's stupid. We're it's like we're just going to do this whole circus just for the just so the fans forget five weeks in that this yeah. ever even happened. And as Dodger fans, we can rightfully say we get treated like second class citizens <laughs> because our teams have been dicked over multiple times. Not in the not in the postseason. Oh no no no, not in the postseason. We didn't get dicked over in the NL the NLCS the NLDS. We got dicked over in the World Series, and both times the MLB is like, well, sorry about that, man. You know. Life happens. If this season would have fallen through and it would have counted as time served and Mookie Betts left the Dodgers without ever actually wearing a Dodger jersey for a regular season game, I may have stopped watching baseball. I would have never watched another baseball game in my life. I may have stopped watching baseball. That just, when, I remember when the initial report came out that Mookie Betts and David Price could technically just leave yeah. after <laughs> all this. I'm like, are you serious? Number one, we went through hell in order uh, regarding the whole Mookie Betts rumors, and then finally we get him. And we gave away a pretty decent guy, Alex Verdugo. Not a bad player. I liked Alex Verdugo. He had a really good personality. He was a really good Dodger. And suddenly, all this transpires. And then on top of that, we might not even get a season. Whatever, man. I don't even care How do you anymore. feel, Tyler? I know you're the resident. I mean, we all love baseball, but you're like the baseball guy. Like, baseball is yeah. in your blood. It's on your arm, man. Way to your baseball for life. How do you feel? Oh, God. Um, ironically, Randy pretty much explained how I feel, but I will throw in a couple extra notes. So... Um, to an extent, I get why the owners didn't want to pay the players their uh, full amount of contract money. I get it. Uh, not so much for the big market teams. Like the Angels can handle that. The Dodgers can handle that. The Yankees, the Mets, like all the big, big market teams, they can handle that. I'm thinking of the teams from like Kansas City, from Oakland, from Tampa. Okay, but, but like, the fact, okay, yeah, but the, I get that. But the fact that players on the organization at the pro level are paying the minor league salaries. Like, are you effing kidding me, dude? No, no, no. Okay. And no, I get no, what you're I'm not, saying I'm, with I'm that. Not, I get I'm not that. yelling at you. I'm just I'm just talking about the organizations. It's just, it's an example of greed. It's an example of just the prime. And, and, and the thing that makes me so mad is nobody is saying anything about this. The owners have got the fans and the players by the nuts. And it's just, it's absolutely irritating. No professional player should have to pay for the minor leagues uh, salaries. These teams are multi-billion dollar organizations, man. And it's just, it's so disappointing because baseball is such a beloved sport. It's America's pastime. And and just the whole example, this whole, just, this whole, what's a trick and pony show, or the hell they call it? I don't know the saying. It's just, it's so, it's very disappointing and it breaks my heart for baseball fans. Okay, I get what he's saying. And this is the part I wanted to add on to it as far as the owners go. I've never understood as an owner, like if you want a new stadium, why do the taxpayers have to pay it? Maybe they should pay a small percentage because they're going to be the ones uh, that are going to enjoy the new stadium. Okay, I get that. But if you're going to be an owner of a team and you can't afford to pay at least 75% of a new stadium, you can't afford to pay your minor league teams, you can't afford to pay all of your employees just in case something like this happens again, then you shouldn't own a team in the first place. I've never understood that. And that goes for any sport. I've never understood that. I guess a really good example, uh, non-baseball related, but a really good example is uh, Spanos over there in San Diego when he moved the Chargers to LA. It's because the Chargers didn't want the taxpayers to pay for a brand new stadium, and they would have paid a majority of it. Like the city of San Diego didn't want that. So he straight up moved because Cronky uh, was going to pay for a majority of the new stadium in LA. You shouldn't be owning a team if you can't afford things like that, then you have no business doing it. I've never understood that. So for some of these owners, I get why it, the numbers took a little while because they can't afford it. It's like, but we shouldn't be in that situation in the first place. If you don't have enough money to pay for your team, then why are you owning a team in the first place? The, I, I don't get it. The MLB it. is pulling a professional sports level Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was a beloved show that everyone loved. And then what happened the final season? They crapped the bed, and no one even talks about them anymore. Trevor Bauer, the other day, it's absolute death for this industry to keep acting as it has been. Both sides were driving the bus straight off a cliff. How is this good for anyone involved? COVID-19 already presented a lose-lose-lose situation, and we've somehow found a way to make it worse. Incredible. First comment, you're losing us. Sincerely, the fans. 
good guy, right. man. It's How? funny. I actually have Trevor Bauer's feet up because I was going to read that next. But even look at it this way. Their image is already trashed. They got stuck in this high-stakes game of chicken that we just wanted sports back. It was a time where we just wanted sports back. Every other league was making it work. They're figuring it out. They're, they want to get back on the ice. They want to get back on the NBA hardwood. The NFL has a little more leash, but they're figuring it out. They're getting people back in, working out. And the MLB was going the opposite direction of everybody else. And here's the bigger thing, guys. The next tweet that Trevor Bauer sent out, if there's going to be a fight, the time for that fight is after the 2021 season where a new CBA is negotiated. So now, not only are you pissing everybody off, you're pissing the players off. Let's grab the crystal ball here. Guess what? I would not be surprised if we see a lockout. The players are pissed at the owners. The owners are pissed at the players. Rob Manfred has painted the league as a whole in the worst light imaginable. And it was already a league that every summer sports talk radio was, how do we fix baseball? Nobody's going to baseball. Nobody's watching baseball. Stadiums are empty. The Marlins jokes flow. The Baltimore Orioles jokes flow. Nobody goes to these games. And now you've done this when everybody was just looking for a little olive branch of something, some sport, something to watch. When the NFL, the M- when the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL are all doing that and making things better, and you're going the opposite direction and giving everybody a middle finger saying, we want our money, we want our pennies, we want our dimes. You could argue that baseball is the easiest sport to get to prepare. Now, I, I get it. There's training. There are things involved. But you don't need ice. You don't need a court. You don't need a centralized location. You don't need, you know, you're not flying in dudes from Finland and Sweden. You're using a bat, a ball, and you got your field. This, this could have been so easily fixed, and we could have just gotten into the mix of it, but it goes back to my number one complaint, that baseball in the modern-day age of the 21st effing century is the only professional sport that thinks with tradition instead of logic. The other organizations have figured it out. The NBA is going to Florida. Hockey is choosing two separate locations. The UFC got an island. What are we? What are we? What's going on here? I will. I Dana will White throw this. Literally got an island in Abu Dhabi for his big fight card, and you're telling me you guys can't figure something out to give the fans what they want? Baseball fans are desperate, dude. They want something. And again, I'm not even that big of a baseball fan. I'm just so embarrassed by all this. Like, ugh. I've thrown this out there in the group chat, but I want to say it so everybody hears it. Uh, Rob Manfred is easily the worst commissioner in all of sports. And I want to make this very clear. This is nothing against the NHL. This is nothing against Gary Bettman. But when Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the fourth most popular league in America, is doing a better job than you, Rob Manfred, who is the commissioner of the league nicknamed America's Pastime, when he is doing a better job than you, there is something seriously wrong. How- I'm just I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to leave it at that because Rob Manfred just, I don't like the dude. I know a lot of people don't like the dude. He has shown that he doesn't give a flying F about the fans at all. All it is to him is just money, 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 but everything he does is losing him money. I mean, let's let's be clear. Look, the Astros cheating, dude, nobody's going to want to see Astros games anymore. So that's going to lose you money. Same with the Red Sox. Oh, they, that's going to lose you money. And here's another thing, too. Specifically with the Dodgers, the Dodgers had that really bad TV deal where like 70% of the L.A. market couldn't see them at all because they made some deal with Spectrum. Uh, Rob Manfred could have stepped in and said, hey, guys, we need to fix this. You're one of the biggest markets in our sport. Let's make sure your fans can see you. Nope, didn't do anything. Cost everybody a ton of money just by not doing anything at all. And, you know, that's it. That's it. He doesn't do anything. And I'll say it again. He doesn't give a flying F about you, the fan. All it is is about the dollar dollar. I'm going to throw a name out there. And I want you guys to let me know if you recognize his name. Lisa Baird. Does that name bring any bells with you guys? That... I've heard the name no. before, but no. I don't know from where. No? Any guesses? No. Any guess, Tyler? I'm assuming since something baseball related. That is the commissioner of the National Women's Soccer League, another <laughs> professional league and organization that got their act together and is bringing the sport <laughs> back to the to the the public. The MLS too. The the M- God bless the MLS. Passionate fans love it. I love to watch the sport grow. Even they were able to figure it out, man. 
And it's like, it just, it boggles my mind that fans are so obviously hurt on social media. People in the minors don't even have money to, to afford a Subway sandwich. Are you kidding me, dude? Like, it's just, it just, it hurts as a sports lover. It hurts as a baseball fan, I'm sure. And it just, it's so disappointing to watch this go down. And when you look at the comments, it's just, it's so, such a bummer, dude. Yeah. People have lost so much. Both sides have their priorities wrong. Fans talking about why does it feel like you guys hate us. Fans talking about I hope they cancel the season and you guys get nothing and lose your previous that's, grievance for that's health the point reasons. I hit. I hit the point where I was low key, just kind of at the point where you know what, f them all. Screw the season. None of you get money. You're all penny pinching right now. I just want something on TV. And yeah. it, it literally got to that point where it's painted such a horrible picture for everybody involved. And I understand it. You got to make your money, and that's what it comes down to. Sports in, in the long run, in professional level, is about making money. It's entertainment. But you got to read the room, man. It's the optics were so bad, and the optics just pointed towards, hey, figure it the F out. Exactly. Figure it out. This is a whole, not to, no pun intended, but this is a whole new ballgame. This is very much different. This is a worldwide pandemic. Korean baseball figured it out. I was watching Taiwanese baseball for a good while, too. Dude, the Kia Tigers have been on my TV every weekend the at Kia work, The Kia Tigers, man. bro. The fact that we know these things. And, hey, if maybe you think this is a big problem, maybe stop giving out $300, $300 million contracts to players, dude. Yeah. Maybe that would be a great start. But it's just you guys have set the precedent because you choose to base your decisions off of tradition instead of logic, and this is the outcome. This is what happens when you don't think of the fans, you think of yourselves, and you think of the money, the monetary value. And I always give the benefit of the doubt to the player. From the get-go, I was like, you know what, dude? Give these guys yeah. what they want. You have the money. You have what to do. But at this point, it's like, just give us something. You got to understand where the owners are. At least they're coming from. Read the room, You got room, this prorated. Bro. You got this prorated Read salary. The well, they're not making the same amount of money that this prorated salary was originally based on. Then the owners got to understand, hey, give them a bone. Give them more games so they make them more money. You know, so they're not taking the hit yeah. financially. But there was no give, and it was just playing a game of chicken, and every, nobody blinked. And eventually, Rob Manfred had to, to enact this, I'm the governor card, or I'm the commissioner yeah. card. So who knows? I mean, we're talking about this again, and I really, really hate this is this is my nightmare, guys. I really hate if we gave it this much airtime. You know what? F it. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope the season doesn't happen, and then we can point back to how passionately we argued for like twenty five minutes on this, and they still gave us the middle finger and didn't even buy us dinner. I'm going to be annoyed by the MLB. I'm going to be annoyed by baseball. And again, like I said earlier. Because we're as desperate as we yeah. are. Yeah. Hey, what game five, are we going yeah, to? Yeah. <laughs> five weeks into the season, no one's going to care. What game are we going to, guys? Because, God, I could really go for a Dodger dog. Oh, oh, I could well, really go for a game, thing. man. That's the other thing, too. You got to figure that if they come back, it's going to be with no stands true. or no Very fans true. in the crowd. That's not going to happen. Can you imagine if you're a fan and you're trying to watch a game and it gets blacked out? And it's already bad enough that Major League Baseball and Manfred have no idea how to market their players anyway because besides from like the big names, none of their players are really household names. Yeah. But if you black out all the games because no fans are able to go, how are you expecting to make any yeah. money? It's, oh my and God. These, I, I just, I, th I think that the other thing too, I find it really silly that people are trying to paint the picture that these organizations are trying to save money. They're trying to count their pennies because you could argue and you could, uh, you could argue with a lot of proof about this, but that baseball teams, but predominant baseball logos are arguably some of the most recognizable brands on the face of the planet. You're telling me that the majority of the world can't can identify a New York Yankees logo, a Boston Red right. Sox B, the Dodgers LA, a San Francisco Giants logo? Are you you really going to yeah. stand there and tell me that these teams that can easily make billions of dollars off of their brand alone are counting their pennies? Give me a break. Here's man. my thing, too, man. Give me a break. They had a prime opportunity to get this figured out. They could have got their spring training done this week. They could have got all the crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's yeah. weeks ago. They could have had from the start of July, start on July 4th, make a big thing. America's yeah. back. Baseball's back. Sports are back. And then you have the entire month of July until the NHL and the NBA return. And that's all eyes on baseball. Now you screwed your image up. You pissed <sighs> everybody off. You pissed your you pissed your players off. And now you're going to start up right at the same time as LeBron getting back on the court, as Crosby getting back on the ice, as Kawhi and LeBron facing off in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. 
and they look, screwed the pooch, and, man. It's and look ridiculous. at the people who are the most affected, the, the, the fans, number one, but also the employees of these organizations, the minor league players who are essentially technically employees of these uh, organizations. I was in talks with somebody who works at a minor league team that's somewhat local. Because of what happened with the season, they don't have. They basically don't yeah, have man. a job. The ripple effects. And they be just made insane. a. They just made a big move from the bay to that area to take on that job, and now they're getting no source of income. The job is essentially disbanded. Plus, there were talks from the MLB about what removing like ten percent of the minor league teams. Like this is all around yeah. just such a messy situation, such a terrible time for for a fan. If you're a minor league player just trying to make your way up into the league and, and make a name for yourself, now you can't even afford to buy a Whopper from from Burger King. It's just I feel I feel so bad for everyone. I'm going to say this. Such I'm going to say this, and I'm going to end it with this because I'm about to have an aneurysm. Um, get Manfred out. Get someone who's younger, who has a forward way of thinking, who understands both the owners and the players. That's the easiest solution to this problem. But because the owners like Manfred, because he makes his money, it's never going to happen. But it it needs to happen. I can't stand the dude. He absolutely sucks. And like I said, I feel my brain is about to implode. So I, I'm, I'm good now. I petitioned me tell Elon Musk to add Manfred as a passenger to his flight to the moon. Strap him to the top. And we, to just, be in the pit. and we just leave Manfred on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a breath, everybody. Tyler's blood's boiling. Randy's still fuming. I could see it in his the eyeballs. E- the EMTs are on the way oh, to Tyler's man. house. Ty- yeah, Tyler's bacon <laughs> grease blood is uh, never been pushing this quick recently. <laughs> Tyler's smelling like an IHOP right yeah, now. Tyler's fuming. Okay. <laughs> to wrap things up here, guys, we're going to talk a little. We're going to try to make some cash here. Randy said yeah. he has a way he's going to get rich off the Masters. And it, you inspired me because you told me, and I had, I mean, I didn't forget it, but I did it and I didn't pay much mind to it. Uh-huh. And then you mentioned how you were thinking about making, uh, trying to make some extra cash in Vegas. Yeah. I'm doing some bets. Yeah, I'm going and to that, Vegas this weekend. And that reminded me. So this is actually just absolute sheer luck. A friend of mine uh, brought it to my attention, but the master's tickets basically went up for pre-order. Okay, okay. And so a master's ticket to, to I don't even know the, the right terminology. I just saw it. I clicked on it. But it's seventy five bucks for a ticket. Okay. Now, last year when the Masters was occurring, the average ticket was selling for two thousand dollars. Right, and the Masters is November twelfth through November fifteenth, so not I don't in know. the near future. I have no couple idea. months down. Not a couple actually. I couldn't. Four I or couldn't five name, months down the line. I couldn't name you two people right, that are right. that are participating so, in the Masters. So, what's your little Ponzi scheme here? You got going my in your mind? my incentive and my inspiration is for all the wrong reasons. I will admit <laughs> that I don't care. I mean, not that I don't care. I respect golf. I guess. I don't know the first thing about it. I don't care to learn anything about it. I'd, I'd rather watch NASCAR. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm more into NASCAR than that. But anyways, that's besides the point. The point is I signed up for six tickets. Okay. So this is uh, 75 bucks each, these tickets. And what it is is you you give your information, you submit yourself in order to get the tickets, and then by September they let you know if you were approved or not. So if I do win, I'm going to have to pay. So I buy. I, I pre-ordered myself for six each, hopefully. I'm looking at about 450 off the top. Now, okay. if I sell these tickets for as much as they were trending uh, last year, I'm going to make a total of $13,000. Right. Now, that's a pretty big come up considering I'm dropping 450 for what is basically $12,000 of gain. Now, this is all contingent on if I get approved and if the Masters even yeah, happens. Yeah, and if the Masters has people in the... Exactly. Nobody knows. <laughs> what is but it called? The grandstands? The grandstands? The grandstands? Or there's like yeah. an actual term for that. The grass. Who knows? I don't Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the fact is, this is a pretty big come up. And if this actually goes down the way I'm hoping it goes down, I could uh, I could escape with some pretty serious coin. Now, I will say again, sh- shamelessly, this is for all the wrong reasons. I will say, I will right. be There's a video on this. Instagram right now at Tailgater Sports. If you scroll back a little bit, it oh. is Randy's declaration of why golf is still crappy in his I mind. I don't care about the green jacket. I don't care about the tradition. The closest thing I'll say good about golf is I like Arnold Palmer's. Arnie Palmy alert. Arnie Palmer's. Arnie, Arnie Palmer, whatever. But I think in this podcast, we have definitely learned that Randy does not care about tradition <laughs> whatsoever. Right? Tradition's stupid. Tradition. He ripped the MLB for tradition. He's ripped golf for tradition. And lick he's my just butt. Trying- lick my butt. I'm supposed to follow the things that some dead dude d- decided to make 200 years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you were talking about making the extra cash, yeah, yeah, making no, extra was, buck in Vegas, and I was right, like, yeah. you know what? This is all. This is all the wrong reasons. It's basically as sinful as Vegas gets. But no, this did come up because I did come to Randy and Tyler with 
some bets that I'm going to be laying down in Vegas this weekend. I was like, hey, guys, I'm trying to make some money in Vegas. Randy's like, hey, I'm trying to make some money in November, apparently. Um, Allegedly. But so I want to lay out some uh, NFL futures bets, guys, that I'm going to be laying down in Vegas. Now, or thinking about in Vegas. Explain to me what a futures bet is. I mean, I'm assuming it's pretty it's pretty self-implied. Yeah, I mean, it's a bet for something that's going to happen yeah, in the future. So it's, but... it's future. You know, I mean, guess everything is technically a bet for the future. But what's like the the number, the numbers behind it? So like so, 4.5. So or what I'm whatever. going to be betting on is win totals, basically, for oh, each okay. team. So each All team right. has a win right. total set. And these fluctuate on the year if somebody goes down hurt. Um, they we will likely, you know, Patrick Mahomes went down, a win total goes down. Patrick Mahomes gets back, win total shoots up. Somebody gets traded to a team, you know, it affects ebbs and flows. And depending these, on the season. Uh, these win totals are set by Vegas, right? Yeah, there's bookies and, you know, uh, okay. odds makers is what they're called. And, you know, there's guys that make millions and there's guys that spend millions and play millions each weekend, you know, and each season. It's like the amount of money that comes in on an NFL book is stupid every weekend right okay so i'm gonna give you guys a couple win totals all right i'm gonna tell you which way i'm leaning on them whether it's over or under the win totals for that team and uh, we're not gonna go too into the odds not too many people understand odds so this is basically gonna just be kind of a schedule breakdown for each team i guess and then that way see if you guys agree with way i'm leaning here right so if you guys want to look up the jaguars schedule i'm going with under for the jaguars win total this season and their win total is set at four and a half wins their win total is set at four and a half. Four and a half. The wins. Jags? The Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars win total is at four and a half. This is VegasInsider.com where I was pulling these numbers from. So I went ahead and did a little bit of research on the schedule, and you're going for under four and a half? Under four and a half wins. So in order for me to win, they cannot win anything more than four. That half is key there. So they can win four games. They cannot win five for me to win. If they win five or more, I lost my money. I'm going to go ahead and also uh, agree with you on that. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They have a couple winnable games, Lions, Bengals, Dolphins, but their schedule's pretty tough. I mean, you got the Colts and the Titans. I mean, the Colts just got Phillip Rivers. The Titans were a playoff oh, team Phillip last Rivers. year. They still have the Texans. They have the Chargers. They have the Steelers, the Packers, the Vikings, the Ravens. They have some right. really tough teams. I, mean, they play. The, I think four and a half. Even is, the games is that you pointed out as like possibly winnable games, like the Lions aren't isn't a gimme game. You got Matthew Stafford out there still. Like that's not a, just a gimme game. And my biggest thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars is why I'm going under. Who do they have? You know. Yeah, I was like, thinking about that. Like, who's their stud players? Gardner Minshew's not going to throw them out of a game or win them a game just because he's Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, DJ Chark. Uh, Fournette is there, but even Fournette doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, Fournette wants out. He's Ramsey's he's gone. Ramsey's gone. Is Calais they, Campbell still there? I think he uh, might. He's be. gone. He's in Arizona, I think, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and like that's the thing. The Jacksonville Jaguars used to be like they would get around based on their defense, yeah. and then like Blake Bortles would kind of mix things up a little bit. But Jacksonville, yeah. I don't know if Jacksonville's going to win more than the, three games. The more I look at the schedule, the more I think to myself, yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to get out of this. I think they steal one from the Colts. You know, I even want to say Titans, but so you want to say so under four Henry, and a half wins is, I think, a safe bet that's, for the that's, Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars, right? Bet. There, there's no way they're beating the Vikings. There's certainly no way they're beating the Ravens. They might take one from the yeah. They they, they might take one from the Colts. A lot they, of mites. I don't see them. I don't see them beating the Bears. Not going to happen. Guys. I see them. I see them beating the the Bengals. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, this is all so maybe four stuff. and a half, right? I think I'm, I think I'm safe at under four and a half wins on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Season. I'd be surprised if they win three games. Nice. So that, I'm, yeah, so you go. Cash it, cash you're, it in, baby. Good. Cash it in. What's next? All right, next one, guys. I'm going over on the Browns' win totals this season. Over eight and a half wins for the Browns. Oh, okay. Wow. This is a tough one. Um, all right, I got the schedule in front of me. They open up against the Ravens. That's a loss. No, uh, no, hold on, hold on. Not necessarily. They did beat the Ravens uh, once last mm -hmm. year. They played. They're two good, games. man. And they got a team. They got somebody like running the system now. Yeah. Freddie Kitchens is gone. Dorsey's gone. Um, who do they? Okay, have? but like, I I don't feel like they're gonna be they're gonna hit the ground running straight off of week one. I feel by maybe week three against the Redskins, which is a basically beat me up game. They're gonna beat the crap out of the Redskins, and then that's really gonna they're gonna start running with it because right after uh, right after the Redskins, they're in Dallas. This might be my flyer. I feel like it's time for things to click in Cleveland. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the boneheads at top are gone. It's time for that Madden roster to play like a Madden roster. Jarvis yeah. Landry, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield. They'll have Miles Garrett, the helmet thrower back. Um, they're good on defense. They're good on offense. It's time for Nick Chubb. You know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll change what I said. Um, I think, they, I think they, they, they lose against the Ravens in the close one. They beat the brakes off the Bengals. 
and then they beat the Redskins because the Bengals, I feel like Joe Burrow's good, but that that Bengals team is too young. And so, or and just they got not, them early. Not young. They, they just got the Bengals once. Together. They got Bengals week two. That's early. Yeah. That's really quick for a, you know somebody to go into Cleveland and play the Browns as a rookie QB. And then I think they barely lose. They against got Jacksonville. You know what? They got I'll, Jacksonville on the schedule too. So that's a double win for me if they I'll, beat the Jaguars at one point. I'll go ahead and say they beat Dallas too. They they beat Dallas. You know what? Yeah, they beat Dallas and they beat Indy, they beat Indy and then they reach they get trouble when they go to Pittsburgh. All right, Eric. Now remind me what what did you say your over under win total was again? Over eight and a half for the Browns for me. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna be. I think okay. they finished eight and eight or seven and nine. I'm looking at it. I mean, they got the Titans. They got the Ravens twice. They have the Steelers with Big Ben back. Um, the Texans I'm are also a good not buying team. into Big Ben's big return being Ben's a thing. Return, please. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, are the you, Raiders wait, are Tyler, up and Tyler, coming. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Wait, wait. Are you still living in 2006? <laughs> okay, shut up, shut up, shut up. The Raiders are young and coming. You still have the Colts with Phillip Rivers. I'm going to say under eight, eight and a half. I'm going to say under okay, eight and a half. Okay. The one game that is very intriguing, they do have to go to New York and play the Giants. Odell Beckham's first game back as a, against the Giants. Ooh, wow, what a, great uh, time for, what a great time for the Browns to beat the brakes off an even a more abysmal organization, the Giants. <laughs> All right, next one, guys. This one I thought, this one I... Don't tell me you're doing like Buffalo over well, nine hey, or something. Shh. We'll get to Buffalo later. Oh Don't keep Buff it out your, Buffalo plus keep nine. Keep it out your mouth, okay? This one I thought was a little high, and I was confused by how high it was. Patriots nine wins. I'm going under nine wins for the Patriots. That's a safe bet. Um, safe I'm going bet. to go over. Are you? And I say this is why I say this. Listen to me. Hear me out. Hear me out. Are you on this some sort of narcotic, Tyler? First, uh, first wish, Big Ben. So they now have this. To, you're going over nine wins. So they have to win ten games this for that is why, ticket to cash. This is why. This is why. Because I will Don't never. Answer defense. No, I will never say anything that bad. That would be what it has to be. No, no, no. I will never say anything bad about the Patriots as long as Bill Belichick is that head coach. Because you have to remember, when Brady was suspended for those four games a couple years ago, he went 3-1 and one with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. And you also have to remember, you also, listen, listen, listen. You also have to remember, going back to 2008, when Tom Brady tore his ACL against Kansas City in the very first game, Matt Castle came in. He turned Matt Castle not only into a winning quarterback because I believe they finished 10 and 6 and just missed the playoffs, but Matt Castle also got a massive contract from Kansas City after that season. Bill Belichick has a talent for taking unknown quarterbacks. I don't know who the hell Jacoby Brissett is. I didn't know who the hell Matt Castle was, and he turns them into winning quarterbacks. But the but the Patriots still had some you could argue they still had some weapons on their offense. They had a pretty decent receiving core. They had a pretty reliable tight end. But now look at what they have now. It's everything's just fresh and new. And now you're throwing instead. The only the only reason why I think they'll get close to nine is because of that defense of theirs. Mm -hmm. Their defense it's is well. Keep it close. Their defense and then is well built. Jared Stidham doesn't throw them out of game. Look, I'm yeah. going this is, to you know, say this. This, this is twenty eight three PTSD, man. You're scared. No, no, you're scared no, to go listen, against listen, the Pats, man. It's listen, a new era. It's a new you era. You gotta man. hear me. You gotta hear me out. He has the ability to take any offensive player from any team and churn them into gold. Besides Eric, nobody knew who the hell Chris Hogan was. Nobody knew, legend, knew who <laughs> nobody knew who Wes Welker was before he came to New England. Nobody knew who Julian Edelman was, and only a select few people knew who Danny Amendola was before he came to New England. He has the ability to just turn average Joe players into superstars. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what his system is exactly, but it works. And until he is no longer head coach of that team, I will never say anything bad about them. I think they will go over nine. So I need to find eight losses for this ticket to cash. It's under nine. Yeah. I see a loss at Seattle. Yeah, they're losing. I see a loss at Kansas City. I see a loss at Buffalo. I see a loss versus Baltimore. And San Francisco. I see a loss. Oh, yeah. I missed San Francisco. I see a loss versus San Francisco. I see a loss at Houston. I see a loss at both LAs. That's seven. And then it's Buffalo and New York to end the season. And I need one more. No, no, I don't I don't think they beat the Chargers in LA. I really don't. And I to be perfectly with honest, that I don't defense, think they beat the Rams. With that in defense LA either. against the first year quarterback? Yeah, that means that New England would win that game. Yeah, oh, wait, you're thinking the other no, way. No, the I'm other thinking, way around. No, I'm thinking New England's defense against Justin uh, Hubert. Like that's what I'm, I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking Stidham versus 
uh, Derwin James yeah. and that entire Chargers Derwin defensive James, side. Joey Bosa, you know Joey Bosa. Bosa. We are so divided on this. I will be willing to do a side bet and bet each of you 20 bucks that the Patriots win more than nine and a half. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Sure. You, so All right, 10 cool. wins, bro. Oh, God. Cash. Easy money. Win. Okay. Easy okay. money. Oh, 10 God. wins. And 10 we're going to cash in on 20. Easy money. Yeah. 10 wins. Bro, Let's do it. they got to travel to LA on back to back weekends. Back to, they wouldn't be traveling. They would stay the whole week in L.A. You think Bill Belichick's going to stay in L.A. for a week? Yes, I do. He's not that stupid. Mm. What are you going to spend your 20 bucks on, Randy? <laughs> Probably something to... I, I, I might do what they did in South Park with Cartman with like the, the quarters and pennies. Oh, yeah, there you go. I might just bathe in front of the Tyler's house. We could, we Mark could it do here for quarter baths with each other. For the people who listen to this uh, podcast faithfully, you go nine, you mark it down. Mark it down right now. The Patriots will win 10 games and I will be 40 bucks richer come January. <laughs> okay. All right. Tom. All right. Here's the next one, guys. This is the last one I got. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll throw my bills ones at you just for fun later. Yeah. This one was surprisingly low. I know there was a big trade that happened, which might've caused a tick down, but I don't think the team sucks. They made it to the AFC divisional round last year. Texans. Oh yeah. Seven and a half wins. I took over. Uh, that is a tough one because yeah. I pulled up the schedule. Their first seven games, so their first half of the season is brutal. At Kansas City, against the Ravens, against the Steelers, against the Vikings, Oof. against the Titans, and against the Packers. That is a brutal first half of the schedule. So, And then two weeks uh, after that, they got the Browns. Yeah, I might. Oh, man. I might actually. Uh, this is a tough what's, one. What's the win number? Seven and a half. I took over. This is so a I need tough to find one. eight wins to cash. Uh, they're not winning against Kansas City. I don't think they're winning against Baltimore. Maybe Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't think they win against Minnesota. They win against Jacksonville. They probably lose the first game to Tennessee. So right off the bat, you're two and four. And that's before the Green Bay game, which they probably lose. So you're two and five. They'll probably take I don't the, know, they'll man. probably beat the they'll probably beat Jacksonville. Unless they're plagued by injuries. But that's the thing, though. Is as, as but, far as I but know, like, even even this season right now, this just seems like the perfect. Uh, this just seems like the perfect. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, let me describe. It. I can't because I can't think of the word. But this just seems like the perfect season where this is going to be the year that O'Brien's gone, and that the Texans are going to suck ass and going to get a high pick and they're going to pick an you offensive think? weapon. Well, yeah, because, because here's my because thinking. at the same time though, you need to keep in mind that was is okay. Is Wolf Fuller still with the Texans? Yeah. Okay, so they got yeah. Will Fuller, but uh, he's hella injury prone. But their but their problem. number their number one receiver is Brandon gone. Cooks. Oh wow! And Kenny Stills. Oh wow! And That's great. Kenny Stills. Oh, oh my god! Oh you man! Guys, you guys, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. Look didn't at what they, they didn't they get David Johnson? Didn't they get David Johnson in return? Also super injury prone. Yeah. So off the bat, two of their know, two of their primary weapons on offense are basically made of glass. I don't know. I'm kind of. I kind of have a Deshaun Watson bonus since he killed my Bills. Yeah, I'm gonna say oh this is a tough one. The Bills lost. Under. The Bills lost for two reasons and two reasons alone. Deshaun Watson, inexperience. And Deshaun Watson, inexperience. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Josh Allen can't throw a football without aiming <laughs> for the quiet. moon. You be quiet. Josh Allen scored our only touchdown, and it wasn't a throw. Okay, so I think, whatever. I think Josh Allen misunderstands that the point of a, a football game is to score points. Shut your mouth. Not tally the amount of yards that you can throw. A football. Shut your mouth. All of his touchdowns look cool, at least. Well, that's not denying that. <laughs> so maybe that one's the questionable one of the batch. Wow, I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a hair under. What, what's the total? Seven and seven a half. And I'm half. gonna say that. Seven I'm gonna say they half. win seven. I'm gonna say they win five or seven. I five, say six, they win seven. six. They win six because someone's gonna get injured, and I would not be surprised if Deshaun gets injured. No, nah, that dude's durable, man. God, if it would be my luck though to throw money on him and then him finally get broken. Deshaun's gonna get injured after I, I just talked. I gave him what number two on my quarterback list. Yeah, I'm trying to win money because of him. It would be my luck for him to like tear an ACL after David I just Johnson, talked. How much about him being durable? I don't think and David even, Johnson will get hurt. I just think he'll underperform. Will Fuller will probably get hurt uh, walking to the arena, and then uh, even man, more thinking Randall on Cobb, my part. Did Johnson doing anything for you guys? Oh God, Randall Cobb! My <laughs> God. Cobb. Now look, JJ Watt. As much as I love the guy, he's also in the later part of his career. Also gets hurt. They don't have Clowney anymore. I don't even know who their linebacking core is. Tyron Matthew hasn't been in that secondary for a year. Jonathan Joseph, I don't think is there anymore. There is, ah, man, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna say five, six, or seven wins. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this year O'Brien's gone, 
Uh, you know, Watson's hurt and people start questioning his durability and his skill set. This is overall going to be a very bad year if you're a Houston Texans fan. Maybe I'll flip it. Maybe when I get to the ticket booth, maybe when it's, I'm looking up at that big board of over-unders, maybe I'll flip them just because uh, you guys persuaded me. All right, let's hear the Finally, Bills guys, the Bills win total. My Buffalo Bills win total is set at nine for the season. What would you guys go with? Because I had a talk with my brother about this too. Mm-hmm. He was on the over and I was very, very close to being under. I would put it at the over. I could talk myself into ten. I'll put it at okay, the over look- simply, simply based on number one. It's they're they're not a bad team. They're a good team. They're my pick to win that division. And then number two, because of the location of where it is and the climate of Buffalo, that's a bitch if you're a visiting team. Because unless you're a, unless you're a, div- a team from in the division or the East Coast, you're making a big old trek to what upstate New York. And most yeah. likely the frozen tundra that is Buffalo. See, they're in kind of the same boat that I was given the Patriots so much slack is they got paired up with the NFC West. Yeah. And they got the AFC West. So they have a couple big cross country trips too. They go to San Francisco, yeah. they go to Arizona, mm-hmm. they go to Vegas. So I'm always nervous about teams east to west. Look, Vegas, Vegas is just a turd with a bow on top of it. It's a garbage team. That just has a nice, flashy new stadium. Yeah, I mean, I'm not scared of the, honestly. I'm not scared of the Raiders. I'm scared of the travel, and I'm scared of the distractions. Yeah, so that's, I'm, that's I'm true. looking. I'm looking at the Bills schedule. I could give them ten wins. So yeah, I would. I would go over. I could also. I could make a very valid argument that they actually start the season five and zero. Oh yeah, I, I mean the it's Jets. The back end. It's there's there's a stretch where they hit. They hit some. The that's when the travel starts in about the middle season. And they have a, they have a couple primetime games. They have a Thursday night game, I believe, against the the Chiefs. They have a, a Monday night game against the 49ers. And the Bills love to disappoint on national television. Yeah, It's uh, Park City all the time. I, I, again, I, I feel like I do this very rarely, but I'm going to double down and agree with Tyler. As long as Josh Allen can stop aiming for the moon when he throws the football or you know, trying to hit the International Space Station, I think... Stephon uh, Diggs has been running routes with him, man. Yeah. He looks pretty yeah, nice. I, I, I often I'm forget s- that he's on that team now. I'm going to say this. Jets win. Dolphins win. Rams win. Raiders win. Titans win. I think they start 5-0. and They'll lose to Kansas City, but they'll rebound um, with another win at the Jets. So there's six. You'll probably lose to New England that first no time. Way. That's at home in Buffalo. We're I winning think, that game. I think, okay, I, fine. I, then I'll, I will I reverse what you're saying. Once, so I'll, I'll reverse what you're saying. I, I think they beat the Chiefs, but they lose to the Titans. We go into the bye week, week 11, 8-2. and two. Titans is a... 7-3 at the worst. The Tennessee game yeah, so is away after beating the brakes off the Jets, smacking the crap out of the Dolphins, uh, beating the Rams, and beating the Raiders. They're overdue for a loss. Derrick Henry, that size... They're just not used to that with their previous opponents. They lose to the ti- they lose to the Titans, but I feel like they rebound and they beat, beat the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. That would be huge. and that and that their propels them because defense would be so good this year. Yeah, it propels them because right after the Chiefs, they take on the Jets, they take on the Pats in Buffalo, and then they take on the Seahawks in Buffalo, which is another game that I think they might take because making that trek from Seattle to yeah. Buffalo, they made the trek west in November again in a, for a Monday night game, and they got robbed in the final play of the game. Richard yeah. Sherman, PI, in the end zone should have had another play, but we didn't get one. Yeah. So, dude, I'd be stoked for nine and one because, going into the bye. And week. then, and then look, look at the following week when you go to Arizona. You know, Arizona is still inexperienced. Yeah, they got a flashy new receiver. They got that fast right. little cor- uh, quarterback, but even then, I think you know, so looking overnight, at the rest huh? of it, I'm, I was looking at the rest you guys of definitely it. talking you me have, into you it. You have a good as long yeah. look. The, the the deciding week or the deciding two games that are really going to dictate how the season goes, in my opinion, is that uh, is that uh, that Tennessee Chiefs uh, Chief games back to back back to back those are weekends yeah. those are back to back tone setters short short week if you Thursday lose or Sunday to Thursday you gotta remember that Sunday to yeah. the, the Chiefs Thursday game so that would be a little interesting well let's see let's see who the Chiefs play on the week before the uh, before they take you on so Tyler are you going uh, over or under I'm gonna go over. Um... I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say you win the division just yet, but I do think you'll go over. The Chiefs do play the Raiders before they take you on, so maybe, so maybe they do. Uh, maybe the Bills do squeak out a win against Tennessee and then maybe lose to the Chiefs. But going into the last six weeks of the schedule, I see you going four and two. I see you beating the Chargers, lose to the Niners, but you beat the Steelers and the Broncos. Probably lose to the Patriots in December yeah, in New England, but you though. will, but you will beat the Dolphins. Twenty-eight-three PTSD is still scaring you, man. Ah, dude, Bill Belichick's this year, dude. They the beat the Pats. The hood. Ten the, wins, twenty bucks in my pocket. The Bills beat the Pats, but they lose to the Dolphins because they just don't care about the last game of the year. Right. 
Miami flu happens too to a lot of people. Last week of the season, starters sit. They might, whatever. Yeah, it would suck if our, my win total comes down to that game. You got to and they throw, they throw a dud out beaches. there. Okay, so I mean, Tyler already talked about it. I am also going to put money on the Bills to win the AFC East. Yeah, I think that's. I'm just, a lot. I'm just surprised because I guess Tyler's in a relationship with Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's cradling him, <laughs> cradling him. I guess. All right, sweet. I'm going to go win some money this weekend in Vegas, guys. Thank you for your input. If you are listening to this and you have a bet, a sure bet that can line my pockets with some extra cash, tag me on Twitter underscore Roberts Eleven. Tell me where I should be looking in the sports book to find that sure money. Okay. And if you had a problem with anything these other two guys said on any of their reasons for why they were leaning over and under on any of these other win totals, find them on Twitter at Hey It's Randall on Twitter at Tyler the Board Up on Twitter. Let's wrap this up, guys. Do you have anything to say, Tyler? I, like I said, believe that Bill Belichick can do it, and it's for this reason only. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't, and I hate that man with a dying passion. You're just mad because he dismantled your team. Yep. I am mad because he dismantled my team. That's at... Falcons PTSD on Twitter and Instagram. Oh no, that's Tyler the Board you know what it is? on Instagram and Twitter. You know what, you you know what it is that Tyler has right now? Tyler's suffering from a classic case of Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Sorry, I mispronounced that. Basically, what Stockholm syndrome is, is let's say you're in a bank and the bank robbers come in and the bank robbers are like, oh, listen to my story. You begin to sympathize with your captors. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tyler got the crap beaten out of him by the Patriots. And instead of hating the Patriots, now he sympathizes with them. Yeah, this is a guy who's sympathizing no, with a guy no, who has no. too many there Super Bowl rings to fit on one there hand. It is. There I'll it say is. Bill Belichick, if Classic you ever listen to this. Stockholm syndrome. Can't wait for you Bill, to start sympathizing with Tom Brady after he goes 2-0 against the Falcons Bill, this year. Bill, if you Get listen to this. Get some help, Tyler. There are numbers God, that you can call that so they can help you, okay? God damn it, do I hate you, Bill, but <laughs> damn it, do I respect you. Randy, what do you got to say? Um, Pretty much just bouncing it back that Tyler is on some sort of drug. He should get tested. And then we should put him on a rocket with Manfred and send him to Mars. <laughs> that SpaceX rocket's getting kind of crowded now. Oh, yeah. So before we get out of here, guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram. That's Tailgater Sports on Instagram. Drop a comment wherever you see fit. Look back at some of our old clips on the feed. Some of them are pretty funny. Some of them, you can look back and see why Randy hates golf so much. TailgaterSports.com is your one-stop shop for all the links for all your downloads. Until next episode, guys, peace out.